When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Congratulations uh, to one Isaiah Bond, uh, University of Texas commitment, uh, big time pledge uh, for <laughs> CJ doing the, the James Bond uh, routine there. Uh, Isaiah Bond, the latest pledge for the University of Texas. He is a mid-year. Uh, he's straight out of uh, Alabama, will be eligible immediately, will be in Austin for spring practice as well. Uh, just an absolute big time get for the Longhorns. Number one wide receiver in the portal uh, for the University of Texas. Uh, I'm Bobby Burton alongside C.J. Vogel. Blake Monroe will join us in a minute uh, as well. Uh, C.J., let's just start off with what Texas gets out of Isaiah Bond, and let's talk a little bit about what you had heard because I'll be honest with everybody. You and I had just shot a video prior to this happening talking about where we thought it was headed, and that went all out the window. So we're, we're, we're cutting that video and starting anew right now Isaiah Bond uh, of Texas Longhorn. Tremendous speed. Tremendous speed and ability to take the top off of a defense. We saw time uh, for Alabama this, this season. He was able to get behind secondaries very easily. He was able to be open with separation created by his speed. There's a little bit more wiggle in his game uh, than Xavier Worthy in my eyes, but the speed is, is very comparable. Uh, and that is something that is very important to the Steve Sarkeesian offense. We've talked about being able to take a ball uh, in your own territory, catch and go, and find a way to score the t- score uh, touchdowns. That's Isaiah Bond. He is a, a, a big play waiting to happen. Alabama was able to use him uh, I, I, in their offense this year very, you know, very often in that regard. So Texas is adding another home run ability, home run hitter right there. Uh, and it, it, it's very exciting for Steve Sarkeesian's offense in 2024. 48 catches, 668 yards. So he averaged 14 yards a catch in an offense that, that frankly, uh, Blake and CJ was not real conducive to wide receivers with Jalen Milrow, the, the trigger man, right? Um, he's going to go from a guy uh, like Jalen Milrow, which, frankly, uh, you know, they, they focused a lot on the QB run game uh, this year at Alabama, but he was the guy that kind of got loose uh, that 52-yarder, was that the one against the Longhorns, or what was his one that he caught against Texas going away from uh, Jaron Thompson? I'm not sure that was 52 yards. I know that he had one against Middle Tennessee State that was from the other side of the 50, but that, again, is the speed that we've talked about, able to get behind secondaries and and capitalize. All right, hey, let's talk a little bit about uh, not only what Bond brings to the program, but where Texas sits now with re- recruiting the portal. Uh, this is a huge commitment for Texas. It occurs one week after they brought in C.J. Daniels, a wide receiver from Liberty. Uh, Daniels commits to LSU over the weekend. Uh, Silas Bolden is also on campus. Bolden is a wide receiver out of Oregon State. Uh, he is not a mid-year guy for Texas, though. Uh, but this brings Texas's total to four uh, players from the portal that have committed thus far. Bond, of course, has probably got to be considered the jewel, but I tell you what, Matthew Golden is a jewel as well. Uh, speaking of gold, 
so they've got two guys, Blake, that have really added uh, to the mix here for them uh, from the uh, from the uh, ranks of uh, of the uh, transfer portal. Uh, look at this. Uh, take us down this, Blake, if you would. Yeah, so you got Isaiah Bond, of course, you know, obviously number one uh, transfer wide receiver in the portal, followed by Trey Moore, uh, who is a lot of people saying the number one edge in the portal. I mean, right that right there is, a, is two heck of a lands. But then Andrew Makuba, the linebacker out of Austin LBJ that was at Clemson, also, or I'm sorry, the safety uh, that was at Clemson or nickel um, is now at Texas. And then Matthew Golden, as you just said, out of Houston. And Bobby, four immediate impact players. Yeah, and that, that's what they're really looking at. I mean, when when Texas talked about this, CJ, and you and I had uh, spoke about it, I was told that they're looking for guys that move the needle, right? Or guys that have to fill a specific role. All of these guys, I think, not only fill a specific role, but they move the needle. I mean, you agree with that? 100%. You know, I, I think Texas is approaching the portal has been consistent. They're not just taking guys to take guys. You know, they trust their recruiting at the high school level to, to become the depth that will eventually be the on-field impact players. But heading into the portal and finding these guys tell you right away that they're looking to add big-time additions to their roster in which they feel that they might be uh, a little bit lacking at to bridge that gap to their, uh, to their high school uh, recruiting. These are all instant impact guys. These are all guys that you will see on the field very early uh, for Texas next year. They'll be very difficult to take off the field. You know, you talk about Bond and Golden. These, you know, figure to be the two guys uh, alongside Jontae Cook to be the three receivers for Texas in 2024. Very impactful uh, additions to this team. And, I mean, the production speaks for themselves when you go down the list and stack them up against, you know, the, the, the other portal candidates that they could have added as well. Got it. Uh, just a huge, huge win here. Uh, Isaiah Bond commits to Texas uh, right now over – we don't even know. It didn't even get that far. Here's here's what I want to say. The story goes that – y'all remember how Quinn Ewers two years ago when he was in the portal and the first day he went in the portal, uh, Steve Sarkeesian that Friday night made a beeline to South Lake Carroll or to yep. South Lake, Texas to visit with him. Well, guess what? He did the same thing on Friday night with Isaiah Bond going to Georgia to visit with Bond the day he went in the portal. Okay. Bond, the ne very next morning, was in Austin by around 11 o'clock in the morning. So this shows you just how badly Steve Sarkeesian wanted this player. Uh, just absolutely huge news. Uh, there are other, there's other news going on in the 40 acres, too. We don't want to just talk about uh, – uh, uh, Isaiah Bond right now. Although I will say, if we if we talk about it, uh, we got to talk about Jade Barron coming back. We got to talk about Jabbar Muhammad, uh, the cornerback out of Washington, that is now visiting Texas next weekend. Oregon may be the favorite at this point, but he still does have plans to visit Texas uh, next weekend. Just a lot of things going on on the Forty Acres. Combine that with guys, they're still looking for a defensive line coach or, or to name one. They're also. <laughs> you know, moving everybody in today. 18 of 23 guys coming in. Just uh, to, to say some news here, we believe that DeAndre Robinson uh, is not going to move in today as of right now. That's the that's the player that we believe could be waiting to make a decision uh, based on who the uh, defensive line coach is for Texas. However, he could show up and, and 
change all his mind, change all our minds at the last minute. We never know about that. Uh, the other thing that reminded me, and, and CJ, tell us about what you think Jade Barron's return does for the Longhorns, because I think that was huge, absolutely huge. That is just as big as going out to the portal and adding, you know, an all-American caliber player. I mean, you're returning Jade Barron, a guy who has instant impact on the field. We talked about how crucial and how, you know, intellectual he is around the line of scrimmage for that Texas secondary. It brings versatility as well because this is a familiar name for the Texas defense. Uh, He knows the calls. He knows the defense. He knows the guys that are behind him and playing around him. Very, very important for Jade Barron to return for the Texas secondary. It also allows Texas to be a little versatile with where they plug and play some of these uh, defensive backs. Obviously, the addition of Andrew Makuba to that Texas secondary room. You now have the conversation of who is going to be moved back to safety, who will remain at that nickel spot. Uh, Does Jade even you know, get some snaps out wide at cornerback as well, because now you have the bodies and talent to do so without dropping off tremendously in the production category. It's huge for Texas. This was a piece that was, uh, they were very much looking forward to uh, the possibility of a return. And obviously with his announcement last night, Texas is sitting back in that secondary room, Bobby, no longer looking at a big question mark, but rather a spot where they can feel rather comfortable with the pieces that they have in place already. Yeah, and you mentioned this. Uh, you, you mentioned this uh, Jade Barron stuff. I, I also have some news as well that's going to be interesting to some folks. I'm being told that uh, here's the the picture of Jade, of uh, Isaiah Bond and his commitment uh, graphic that just went up uh, not more than 15, 20 minutes ago. Uh, Bond committing to the University of Texas over. Uh, we don't even know who else uh, wanted him because he he went made a beeline for the University of Texas. <laughs> Um, but what I was going to say, as we talk about uh, Jade Barron returning as well, guys, I'm being told that Dwayne Aquino, uh, the former longtime defensive backs coach at the University of Texas, uh, spent last season as the off-field analyst at the University of Arizona, uh, became friends with Johnny Nansen, the new linebacker coach at Arizona, uh, is expected to make a return in an off-field role at the University of Texas. That's Dwayne Aquino expected to make an off a return at, on an, in an off-field role at the University of Texas. Uh, that's as of today. Uh, we will see exactly what that role is. I have no clue uh, what it'll be or how, how it'll be called, but I do believe it's off-field. Uh, of course, he coached Blake Gideon, uh, the current safeties coach, uh, and so a lot of familiarity there. When I saw Mike Huff in that number seven jersey, one of the people I first thought of actually was not only uh, Mike Huff, but you got to remember also, our Rod Babers was coached by Dwayne Aquino and speaks very highly of him. Uh, so that's good news for Texas there. All of that it comes down to now what what comes next? It feels like everything has been up in the air, guys. Uh, y'all's thoughts on really where we go next? Do we talk about uh, Texas uh, and their, their junior day next weekend, or do we talk about the defensive line coach? I feel like there's a lot of stuff to go around. Blake, why don't you uh, pick up the questions and you lead the way, bud? Yeah, let, let's do exactly that. And we're getting a lot of comments um, regarding the defensive line coach and, and things like, and of that nature. So, And we've also had a lot of people that have just joined us. So let's kind of rehash that. MJF says, how concerned are you guys that we are taking too long to hire a defensive line coach? And how may the delay hurt our chances to keep the defensive line commits we have and attract portal defensive linemen? I wouldn't um, necessarily say it's too long. 
I think, Bobby, this is what we saw with the Texas uh, approach to the wide receivers a year ago at this time when you consider what else is happening in the world of football, not just collegiately. Uh, You know, you're looking at the NFL, Sarkeesian's weighing all options. Whoever his target might be, you know, might not be done with their season right now. So uh, that that's kind of the, the lack of concern that I have at the spot right now. Obviously, you'd like to have him before the January 20th junior day. But sometimes you have to, you know, wait just a little bit longer to find that right guy. So I'm not overly concerned at the moment. Yeah, Bobby. it makes total sense. All right, John, this I, next, I, I'll say this. I mean, I, I need to comment a little bit further than that. I think that, that everybody deserves that. I, the The thought process for me about being too slow, I'd rather be right than wrong too quickly. That that You only get 10 chips, you know, as far as your assistant coaches. Make them the right ones. It's better to be sure than guess. Because you're going to have to live with that for the next 365 days. At least. Right? There's no use. I mean, even if it costs you one player, uh, Taylor Searles, by the way, uh, tweeted out a list of people that are expected on campus today. That's the uh, Texas recruiting assistant. Uh, DeAndre Robinson was not on that list. DeAndre Robinson was not on that list. So that may a- actually answer some sidebar questions we had as well. But my point being, is it's more important to get somebody that Alex January, Sadir Mitchell, um, Aaron Bryant, and those guys, and Alfred Collins can be developed by that you're sure of than it is to just be quick and not be fast enough. Yes, there are things you need to be quick about. I I agree with that. I don't necessarily think this is. CJ, take us down that list real quick because you're more familiar with their Twitter handles than I am, buddy. (laughs) Go go, go down that list. That's Trey Owens up at the top, Jarrett Gibson, Christian Clark, the two out-of-state running backs. Uh, obviously, Freddie, Dubo- Freddie Dubose is who that is. I'm not sure if, if he was originally someone we anticipated being an early enrollee. Yeah. Uh, Parker Livingstone, Ryan Wingo, Jordan Washington to fill out the offensive playmakers. And you go into the big boys, Daniel Cruz, Brandon Baker. That is Alex January right there right afterwards. Colin Simmons, Zena Umiozulu. Uh, that is Kobe Black, Wardell Mack, uh, Jordan Johnson, Rubel, and Xavier Phil Sami. So, talented group, and a, honestly, not too bad of Twitter handles there. You know, <laughs> I, I think those are seventeen. Where's Ty Anthony Smith on that one? Is that the one they're missing on that group potentially? I believe so. Okay, maybe he's coming in tomorrow. We'll we'll we'll, we'll be checking on that as well. All right, Blake. Next question, buddy. Yeah. So this next question, we're going to stay with the uh, defensive line coach there for a second. Um, Jay says, I've heard we've had our, we have our defensive line coach in the bag. Is there any news with that? I, it's my understanding that there is, but they're waiting on some things and that could be whether or not he's retained or available. So let's, that, that's what I, my understanding. So what does that mean? It's, it means a lot. Uh, so, uh, basically Freddie Roach, uh, a defensive line coach at, uh, Alabama uh, has not been, to my knowledge, as of early this morning, had not been told whether he's going to be retained or not. Also, the guys that they were looking at in the pros, some of them are also still waiting to get out of the playoffs. Some of them are also uh, not being allowed to uh, speak elsewhere. I don't know exactly who it is uh, right now, uh, but I do believe that a decision has been made. What I don't know is exactly who that is. 
And then, guys, we've had this question, and we're going to go back to Isaiah Bond now for a second, because a lot of people are asking, how many years does he have left of eligibility, obviously? He's got one. <laughs> That's Unless there's an injury, uh, my absolute uh, my absolute thought right now is uh, he's got one. He's that kind of player. Um, he uh, he's he could fit, potentially play two, uh, but I really think he's got one. What about you, CJ? I think this is a one and done situation. We saw the production and talent on the field last year at Alabama. Uh, this is a guy who you can plug in place into the Steve Sarkeesian offense and expect him to put up the numbers that would warrant uh, a quick departure to the NFL draft. I don't see him being on campus, like you mentioned, for much longer than uh, uh, one season. And look at this quote. Very clearly, very excited to play with Queers as well. Said they were the main attractions, according to Pete Thamel. Uh, 100%, he said, of yours. He's a great big-time pocket passer quarterback. He's a top pick in the draft next year. I'm also going to be a top pick. It's going to be a good duo. Man, that just confidence. <laughs> That's what that is. Confidence and one year. Very A.D. Mitchell, Adonai Mitchell-ish in that regard, yeah. right? Absolutely. No doubt about it. Number one wide receiver in the portal, according to on three. Big time pickup for the Longhorns. I, I, look, Sark's got this thing on rails. He really does. Uh, they need to get another defensive lineman now. I think that with if DeAndre Robinson is not going to make it, they needed one anyways. Uh, Jamari Caldwell opted for Oregon over the weekend, or actually on Thursday or Friday. Um, that was uh, looking uh, not good ever since uh, Bo Davis decided to uh, go to LSU. Uh, so now Texas, I think the priority has to be, while they're going to continue to fill uh, positions like probably tight end, they really got to be looking a lot at, at defensive tackle in the portal from here on. And then one other bond question, guys, before we move on here, this one from David Pruitt. He says, does this move golden to the slot? Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Yeah, look, what do you think, CJ? Because I'm I'm like sitting here thinking there here's what he did at Alabama. Everybody, just about everybody was interchangeable. I mean, he played Devontae Smith in the slot sometimes. And he plays on the outside in the league. Yep. If he can make these guys interchangeable, that just that, that makes you that much more indefensible. So if Jonte Cook, for example, and Isaiah Bond and Matthew Golden can all play everywhere. It's not, it doesn't have to be so piecemeal. Like in some, I, I look, I love Jordan Whittington. Every Texas fan should, right? But he's not an outside receiver under any circumstance. He's a slot guy, right? 
And so he had to play in a particular area. They couldn't move everybody everywhere. Even Adonai Mitchell was never a slot guy, right? He had to play outside. Xavier, Xavier Worthy could play just about anywhere. My point being that if you have guys that are, you know, interchangeable like that, it changes where people can attack you from. They can't just say, okay, we're going to line up and have a corner move in inside against Xavier Worthy when he goes to the slot. Not if you got, you're coming at him from three different ways. Yeah, and also to your point about being interchangeable, do you remember the the video that went viral during Alabama's run that year? Uh, I, I think they were playing rock, paper, scissors on the sideline to see who would line up at the home run spot for a specific play. You know, they came out of a, ti- a timeout and the, they knew the play that was coming. They knew that it was a, a high probability that a touchdown would be score, scored on that play. And the receivers are sitting there on the sideline playing rock, paper, scissors or or whatever with one another to see who would be in that route, in that position out of the timeout to score the touchdown. They eventually did score a touchdown, uh, but very funny to watch. That is exactly the, the type of interchangeable uh, ability these guys have for Texas in 2024, exactly what Sarkeesian wants to be able to plug and play and get guys open in any sort of fashion. It, it's it's uh, very important for the Sarkeesian offense, as we've talked about. All right, guys, we have a super chat that came in a few minutes ago. My apologies to Justin as I actually missed it. We've kind of already touched on it here, but Justin says, great get, Bobby. Very good portal class this offseason. Also saw a report last night that Texas has their D-line coach. Any knowledge of that? I know you just touched on it, but again, Justin, I am so sorry I I missed that super chat. Uh, No, I think it's a good – look, Texas is – the whole thought there is very good portal class this offseason. I think it's great. I mean, look, they've got four right now. There's none of them you would say, oh, we didn't want that guy in retrospect. you got a starter in Bakuba that's a two-year starter. You have Bond that caught 48 balls. You have Matthew Golden's a two-year starter. You have Trey Moore who had 14 and a half sacks. You know, I'm not saying they couldn't get more here. They need a tight end. They need a defensive lineman. But, you know, those those may come after, after the month of April when new guys go into the portal. Or they could happen if more guys go into the portal from Alabama or Washington. You, you just have to wait. Texas is not going to be over overexert itself. I, I do want to say this. Uh, ben Urasik, the tight end out of uh, Stanford that Texas has some interest in, he was actually at Georgia this weekend. Uh, so keep that one in mind. Urasik is going to be a grad chance transfer, but just like Ryan Sanborn last year, he actually doesn't graduate until March. So he can't come in until the summer, no matter when he decides. Uh, Texas has some, shown some interest there. And I'm glad you brought up tight end, Bobby, because Coach 420 says, does Texas still try and take a tight end, or do they just go with what they have in the room now? And I'll add on to that. Who are some other names that we could see if they do go after, go to that route in the portal? Well, I think I think time passed on Holden stays, unfortunately, the tight end out of, uh, uh, out of Notre Dame. He's going to end up at uh, Tennessee. I, I think it's been Urasic. I think there could be other guys that j- jump in after this after spring. I think that that may have to be what they're at. If they don't go after uh, Ben Urasic, there could be others. I mean, look, I, I, I underestimate too, and CJ and I talked about this, the use of Malik Ogbo at that tight end position. I mean, he played a lot uh, and he actually could be your inline tight end in the SEC uh, in some ways, caught a ball in the, in the uh, uh, sugar bowl. Uh, he's not horrible. Uh, my point being, if Texas needs to go big, and, and, and play 12 personnel, 
maybe Malik Ogbo is that guy. Very true. To pair to pair with a Gunnar Helm, obviously. And then some other portal candidates that we've discussed, you know, over the past week on On Texas Football. Uh, Jabbar Muhammad. Hi, I'm Boo Corgan. Says is Texas still pushing hard for Jabbar? Absolutely. I, they were up there in Dallas yesterday talking with the Muhammads. Uh, Oregon as well, making a strong push. Uh, there was a lot of, you know, kind of uh, speculation that Alabama might be involved as well. It's my understanding that it will be an Oregon and Texas battle once again here. I think Alabama might have a, a late say, but right now the two teams that to watch out for Texas and Oregon, uh, making things very interesting once again. Another portal battle between the two schools. Uh, obviously, Texas has the family connection with Malik Muhammad already on campus, as well as Billy Walton, who's cousin with the Muhammads down there uh, out of South Oak Cliff. So Texas is pushing hard. Texas is giving a lot to think about. Uh, but Oregon shouldn't be uh, looked over uh, right now in this portal recruitment. Oregon is, is, is going heavy NIL. I mean, you think about it. Evan Stewart, uh, Dylan Gabriel, Jamari Caldwell. Their, their portal class right now, heavy, heavy NIL. And then we have a question here, guys. This one from Heath Rowland, and he says, is Kendrick Blackshire still in Austin? He was supposed to be there yesterday. I don't know if he is still there this morning. Uh, CJ, do you have anything on that? I do not. I know that he was expected in. Uh, I, I think it was only for the day trip, however. Got it. Okay, we, we're getting a lot more questions on Isaiah Bond, so we're going to go back to that here Let's for a minute. Sam Mitchell says, is he better than Worthy? And I know that's a hard question to answer. So, guys, I'm going to add on to that one as well. Can you compare him to the type of receiver that Xavier Worthy is? For those that are unaware, maybe haven't seen him play. What Xavier Worthy has that is his X factor is that acceleration. I mean, he has rare, rare, like his zero to 10 yards could be as fast as just about anybody. He's also fast downfield, so don't get me wrong, but... That's what makes him rare. Isaiah Bond is just as fast, if not faster, than Xavier Worthy. In fact, I think he ran the 200 faster than Xavier Worthy and ran the 100 just as fast as Xavier Worthy. Bond is a little thicker, um, a little bit more, I, I don't want to say tough, because Xavier Worthy, you can say what he want, what you want about his body size. He's a tough dude. I mean, he's a tough, tough guy. Um, and so you, you look at it that way. Um, I don't know. Who I would maybe compare him to? Um, he he's he's explosive. I think that's the best way you can put it. Uh, he's another explosive playmaker for Steve Sarkeesian. Yep, he ran a ten five out of high school his senior year, and you know having watched some of the tape at Alabama, it's hard to say that he's gotten any slower. So that's ex exactly the similar speed that you can expect from an Xavier Worthy with Isaiah Bond on roster next season. And then, CJ, you just answered the second uh, question here from Junior Ramirez. You said he ran a 10-5 in high school. But he said, I may have missed it, but how tall is Bond? He's about 5'11". I, I think that is what is he was listed at at Alabama. It was about 5'11", probably about 185, I would say. Uh, I think he was listed in that, that category at Alabama. Uh, not too far off from Xavier Worthy, but like you said, Bobby, earlier, uh, thicker than what you would expect from these guys that have as much speed as they have. He's thicker than Xavier Worthy, uh, about the same height, but the speed is there. Absolutely. I, I want to say his body type is almost like Jonte Cook. He's a little shorter than Jonte Cook. Uh, 
I think, but that body type, not the not this true leaf body type of a Xavier Worthy, where Xavier Worthy may be 165 pounds on a good day. This guy's more 180, 185. And then Map 12 asks, any news on what happens with Silas Bolden now? Maybe a take if he agrees to a Keelan Robinson type role? Do y'all see that happening at all now? Well, I think that, that that's a good question because now they're going to run into scholarship numbers and where they need to focus their time, right? Um, and Bolden also has visits, I believe, to Washington and Oregon and Arizona lined up. So there could be more uh, conversation there. I, I want to put this out there too. Who gets the Washington job? Okay. Is that Jed Fish from Arizona? If so, what does that do to those guys on that that at that school? Think about that. And that, them going into the portal. Um, so I, I mentioned all this uh, just to say that um, I feel like Texas is uniquely positioned right now to capitalize on just about all of this. They got their coach extended. They do have to worry a little bit about numbers now. Bolden, however, is a mid is not a midterm guy for Texas. He would be a summer enrollee. So they're not trying to get him in right away. And so the numbers might play out a little bit more and they might be able to see more of what it looks like at that point in time. And then a lot of people are also asking, uh, like this Carol Haywood right here, what's the latest on Ryan Williams with Bond on board? Is he still interested? And then I'm going to add Jordan's question to this. How does landing Bond affect our chances on Ryan Williams? It's a good question because with Ryan Williams, he reclassified. So he is younger than all of these other guys on campus. Obviously, that was the expectation to come in and be an instant contributor with regardless of where he ended up. I know that Auburn is also uh, in the conversation of adding a lot of portal wide receivers as well as two other five-star wide receivers in their 2024 class as well. So it's – I wouldn't necessarily say it takes away a spot for Ryan Williams. Wherever he's going right now, that those schools are in the market heavily for portal additions at the receiver market. Uh, so there will be competition. There will be guys in front of them uh, for Ryan Williams specifically. He has talked to me about how important and impressive the Steve Sarkeesian offense is for him. Whenever he considers Texas, he likes the idea of playing in a high flying offense that gets its star receivers, the ball often uh, throughout the games down the field. Uh, that is something that he is very much, uh, considering at the moment when Texas is, is, is talked about these other schools that you start hearing about. I think he uh, is actually in College Station at the moment right now. I'm not sure how much of a player they will be. It is obviously worth noting that his former wide receivers coach at Alabama that he was committed to, Holman Wiggins, is now on staff at uh, Texas A&M as well. But right now I don't see it as a, 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 a big, you know, kind of takeaway that he will not be – uh, on the field one way or another, wherever he ends up as a result of who is in front of him or who else is in that wide receiver room. He's that talented to get on the field and someone that will be uh, a big time contributor early on in his career, wherever he ends up. With the addition of Vaughn, Frank says, our only weak position is defensive tackle. Do you all agree? Yeah, I think I think that's a concern. I think second tight end is a concern if you don't go with Malik Ogbo. But yeah. those are my two. And I think they could use two at defensive tackle, by the way. Not just one. Trill Carter, I think, hurts from a depth perspective as much as anything. Not that he was a great player, but just that depth, you know. 
And we have a super chat here that kind of goes along these lines, guys, from Taylor Johnson. And Taylor, thank you for the super chat. Taylor says, I'm happy about all the off weapons or offensive weapons feel almost overloaded. But what about when it comes to the defensive line? So, guys, let's kind of go back over this. Are there any portal prospects out there that Texas may be looking at on the defensive line or that you feel they should look at? Tell me who goes in from uh from Alabama, please. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. That that's exactly where I was heading. And with these Alabama defensive linemen, should they go in and Texas is involved, which I would expect them to be as a result of the need at the, the defensive line category, who's to say that's not, you know, a, a, a talent upgrade from what Texas had considered previously in the portal? Uh of, of course, this has to be one of those things where the dominoes must fall ahead of time, but there's a lot of talent on that, te- on that Alabama defensive line. You talk about Jaheim Otis, uh, Tim Keenan. Uh, there's a lot of talent right there. Who's to say what ends up happening? But Texas could be in a position to benefit more from what they, you know, potentially could add from Alabama compared to what they were chasing after. Well, Jaheim Otis would be like I don't know who would be. Uh, he's like what is he? 350 pounds? I mean, he's. He's Tavondre Sweat. I mean, it's like, how big is he, CJ? Like, what is he even listed? I mean, he's, a, he's just ginormous. I mean, look, Texas is still going to go after people in the portal. Um, it will be interesting to see what happens after spring ball because there's another window that starts April 15th and goes to April 30th, I believe. So be on the lookout for that. Okay, guys, Bobby, you mentioned scholarship numbers a minute ago. And when you said that, we had an explosion of scholarship number questions. I'm going to read you all three of them. Todd Lacey, can you go over scholarship numbers? It's got to be tight with very little wiggle room. And then uh, we had a follow-up with MJF. Says, if there are scholarship number problems, would Sark consider softly encouraging other players on the roster to enter the portal before the deadline expires tomorrow? And then Gary adds, when does Texas run out of room on this roster? So can you break down that for them, Bobby? There is no deadline for tomorrow. I don't know what people are talking about there. Um, so the deadline passed on January 2nd. Or excuse me, January 7th for Texas because they were in the college football playoff. Uh, so there's no – they can enter at any any particular time. Uh, but if they wanted to be on scholarship this semester, they couldn't. Uh, by the way, Texas uh, and players can be on scholarship – Texas can actually be over the, my understanding is Texas could be over the 85 man limit in the spring and summer, just not in the fall session uh, because you're going to have people coming back trying to get degrees and all that kind of stuff. Right. But in the fall session, they can't be over. Uh, they are running up against numbers. And I bet my, my guess is you'll see some more attrition after this spring. I think that's only natural. You may see it at a number of positions where guys may not feel like, they're on a, a path to play, not just next year, but in the years to come is the bigger one, right? If you have to wait a year, that's that's a big difference. And uh, look, I have no path to play. So we'll see how that turns out. Okay, guys, we have another super chat. This one from Lane Seawright. Thank you, Lane. He says, is the team working out again? It would be a good day for those character building moments Sark talks about. Feels like negative one here. I agree, Lane. It feels like that here too in Central, Northern Central Texas. I don't think they start till next week, right? That, that was my understanding, uh, uh, CJ. Yep. With their workouts. 
But like you said, I mean, it feels like it's cold everywhere right now. We saw the the, the turf down in Kansas City yesterday. It It's not quite the same here, but I, I stepped outside very briefly this morning, and it's about 25 Andy over Reed's, here in Austin. Y'all see Andy Reid's mustache last night? Ice and over? Frozen. His mustache was frozen. I mean, give me a break. Keep that give weather away from me. I, I'm with you, CJ. And it was like 68 here yesterday, too. And now we're <laughs> down this low. Well, hey, think about think about all those guys, all the Texas players moving into this morning. Um, this may be the coldest it's going to be in their four years at the University of Texas. I mean, seriously, this may be the coldest day, their very first day. So that's it's a little cold. Holy <laughs> For Matt, our producer here, as oh you can see God. on the screen. Woo. No thanks. Yeah. No thanks. <laughs> I've already got a cold going right now. <laughs> All right. So we're going to move on to a few more questions here. This one from Hookem 24-7. He says, don't Williams and Lacey go to the same school? The answer to that is yes. But CJ, you actually got a chance to talk to KJ Lacey, the Texas uh, quarterback commit out of Sarah Land, Alabama. Can you give us a couple of highlights from that conversation real quick? I love talking with KJ. He was an awesome kid. He has he has a charisma to him where kids from other you know teams that he competed against, you know, kind of take notice of. You know, there's a, a swagger with him at the quarterback position. I loved it. In the terms of uh, Ryan Williams, he's obviously, you know, trying to pull you know some strings behind the scenes with Ryan. They're good friends. Uh, you know, they, he wants him at Texas, obviously, but he's also to the point where, you know, it's his decision. It's Ryan Williams' decision. He wants him to be happy, make the best uh, decision for him uh, in terms of where he ends up for college football. But talking with KJ yesterday, you saw the excitement uh, on his face when talking about Texas. He t- he actually extension was announced. He, you know, the smile went ear to ear, basically. A lot of excitement. He said, as long as Steve Sarkeesian is, is the coach at Texas, Texas will be a school that he considers very heavily. And he also mentioned to me, uh, right now, his commitment to Texas is as firm as it can be. So uh, despite some outside noise from Auburn or, or, or you know, Oregon's getting involved as well, wherever, you know, other schools are starting to get uh, in, in, interested in, in starting to poke around with K.J. Lacey, right now he said he is as locked in as he can be with Texas. There you go. All right. And by the way, if you haven't seen it, he just released his uh, senior, or I'm sorry, not his senior, his season highlights from this past season. You can go check them out on Huddle, or they're probably on YouTube somewhere too, but definitely a watch, must watch for sure. Okay, guys, Cameron says, are we good enough with defensive back depth? It seemed like a lot of players went into the portal for us. What do y'all feel about where Texas stands on the? I feel really good with Jade Barron coming back and Andrew McCuba coming in. And then the, the group of five that are coming in with them, I feel really good. All five of those DBs, by the way, are midtermers, except for Santana Wilson. So four of the five. I feel Michael Taft's back. Derek Williams is back. Manny Muhammad is back. Uh, you also had uh, Terrence Brooks, Jade Barron. I mean, three of your – really, four of your five starters are back. I mean, all of them are starting quality or caliber. And then you're adding high-end players from from high school. Like, look, I, th- I think they're going to be in good shape. Uh, here are the uh, the four portal. Hey, Matt, can you bring up the actual individual player ranking uh, from where players actually rank on on three uh, in the portal overall? Like, what is Isaiah Bonds' ranking 
uh, in the portal. Uh, if you can uh, figure that out, uh, we'll talk about it. But I, I think that they're fine in the secondary. Um, could they use a corner? Could they use another guy with multi-years experience? Heck yeah. Every team could. And that's where I think Jabbar Muhammad comes in. There you go, Bobby. You talked about feeling great there, but Kelly wants to know if you're feeling comfortable. Kelly says, guys, with the roster reload, are you feeling more comfortable with Texas in the playoffs next year? Well, there's 12, there's 12 teams that get, that, get, that get in next year. So that makes you feel a little bit more comfortable. I'm still not comfortable to go there right now at only one position, and that's defensive line. They don't address that. I don't see it happening. That's how big the defensive line situation is right now. They need two, in my opinion. Not just one. I, I think with the 12-team playoff, that certainly helps Texas's chances. It helps just about everybody's chances. Uh, looking at the schedule, you have to go – you have to win at least one against Michigan, Georgia, and Oklahoma. You have to go one for three there, uh, depending on – you know, what else happens? I have to feel very confident in Texas's ability to make the 12 team playoff. If you win one of the three uh, and take care of business everywhere else it's right now. Uh, we were talking about how much of a question the wide receiving room was. They've addressed that, knocked it out of the park in my eyes. I think the offense uh, is in a position to carry the defense right now ahead of spring football. Uh, but right now I agree. All right, guys, we're going to go back to the Makuba talk here for a second. Brian says, so will Makuba play safety since Jade Barron is back? Could. That's what we talked about with versatility. But remember what I said? Barron wants to play a little corner this year, too, to try to raise his draft stock. Uh, so be aware of that. He got, we, Me and Rod Babers talked about it, uh, him wanting us thinking that Barron could be a really good safety uh, but it's he's Jade is not thinking that way. He's thinking more about maybe playing uh, at uh, maybe playing uh, uh, at corner. Or so, so we'll see how that goes. Okay, Bobby. This next question here, and I know it's one that we answer often, but it gets asked often. Chris England says, "Has there been any talks with Arch, and do we have an understanding of how he feels about yours returning?" Yes, there's been there's been multiple discussions and. He's, he's made it publicly known that he's returning to Texas and understands that Arch, uh, that uh, Quinn Ewers is returning. I think that the outside noise outside of the 40 acres and in the media is going to continue to churn because he is who he is. I mean, he's the scion of, a, of, of maybe America's first football family, right? And so in, until he actually starts at Texas, you're going to hear this forever. Uh, but right now there are no plans uh, for him to do anything but start at Texas next year, but for him to stay at Texas next year. Absolutely. Okay, this will be the last question of this live stream, fellas, and I'm going to kind of reword it here. Joshua Mendoza says, do you think this year's team has the potential to be better than last year's team? I'm going to add those two words in there, the potential. I, back I two ways the, tell me who they get in the portal at defensive line at Texas. Yes, yes. I think that there's a the, the path to be better than this year is through Quinn Ewers. There has to be a step up in year three in the system. That is how Texas is better than last year. We're talking right now. We've gone in depth about the wide receiver position and the talent that is now at the fingertips of Steve Sarkeesian and Quinn Ewers. That's no longer a question mark, but it has to start with Quinn Ewers. That offensive line will be good. That running game is expected to be a good as a result as well. 
Quinny versus that big question mark. I think the defense will fall into place. But, Bobby, like you said, you have to find another piece on the defensive line. you got to be able to make up for the departures of Devondre Sweat, Joe Carter, and Byron Murphy. Yep. Uh, uh, Before we get out of here, I want to say congrats again. Hook them, Isaiah Bond. Uh, Congratulations, young man. You're now a Texas Longhorn. Uh, School starts, I believe, on Tuesday. Uh, So he'll be expected to move and be in classes in uh, less than 48 hours here. Uh, Hook them to all the young men that are now on campus moving in today. Uh, 17 early enrollees, I believe, uh, in all. Just absolutely outstanding in that regard. Uh, And then also, I want to mention this. Uh, Welcome back, we believe, to Dwayne Aquino, uh, the uh, defensive back, former defensive back coach at Texas. He's been an off-field assistant for Arizona the last year. Uh, We believe, I've been told that he's returning in some capacity. It will be off-field. They're not, I mean, Terry Joseph and and Blake Gideon are your DB coaches. Uh, But uh, congratulations to him as well. Uh, We'll be following more recruiting news as well as uh, the defensive line coaches news etc. The rest of the week, we're back tonight at seven o'clock with a live stream with Rod. If there is more news, we will be back uh, on later today. Good luck to the Cowboys too, guys. Texans won last night. Uh, Keep it going. There you go. Uh, Well, as Bobby said, if there's anything breaking, we'll be back. And that's a great time to subscribe if you haven't already. And then ring that bell so you're notified anytime we do go live or a video is posted. So you don't miss any breaking news or discussion right here on On Texas Football. And for C.J. Vogel and Bobby Burton, I'm Blake Monroe. And we'll see you next time. Hook them. Good luck, Isaiah Bond. Step into the world of power, loyalty. And luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.